every moment spent in connection, reflecting on who we are and how we've grown, the moments that are full of joy and celebration, and then those moments that challenge us and ask us to change course, pivot in a new direction, and grow and change in ways that we never anticipated. Every moment spent in connection, sharing those reflections, coming together around shared experiences, changes who we are. Because it allows us to get to know who we are, to get to know our hearts, and it allows us to form connections and community around shared passions, interests, and joy. Welcome to Lessons In, a new series from Seek the Joy podcast. Through conversations focusing on life's biggest lessons, this series will explore the joys we can find through these experiences and the connection and community we create through sharing our reflections. It's an open and honest look at the moments and lessons in our lives that impact us. Every episode features a conversation that will leave you feeling inspired, motivated, full of joy, and get you thinking about the experiences in your life and the lessons they've taught you. Lessons In, a new series from Seek the Joy podcast. Welcome back to Lessons In. Today, I'm joined by Serena Abalian, and Serena is a mindset coach and public speaker who helps clients quiet their ego and ditch their limiting beliefs to live their most aligned and high vibrational life. Basically, she's a mashup of Gary V and the Energizer Bunny in one pint-sized pixie human. And Serena joined us this week to share a lesson that she's learned about our inner child as our greatest guide and mentor, how we can really begin to work with our inner child, the growth that she's experienced as a result, and the joy that she's found. Serena's reflections, honesty, and vulnerability will leave you feeling inspired and remind you that we're closer to our joy and our truth than we think. It's all about reconnecting to our inner knowing by reconnecting, loving, and forgiving our inner child. I was really excited to sit down and have this conversation with Serena. We haven't really talked about inner child or inner child work on the podcast yet. And as Serena shares, our inner child is always within us. They're easily tapped into and they provide us this vast knowledge and guidance that helps us realign to our truest self and our desires. To learn more about Serena, this week's new episode, and our series, Lessons In, head on over to the website, seekthejoypodcast.com. Everything is right there. All right, without further ado, let's dive into this week's new episode, Lessons in Working with Our Inner Child with Serena Abalian. I love this idea of talking about our inner child because we haven't really talked about this on the podcast before, but there's so much, I think, growth and healing that comes from not only recognizing that we all have an inner child, but then honoring her and getting to know her. So I would love to know, I guess, to start, what is what is our inner child and what has your experience been like working with yours? So at the most basic, our inner child is essentially that pure highest self form of ourselves, I guess. It is part of us that was programmed, you know, usually people say between the ages of zero to four, zero to seven is when our subconscious mind is formed. 
And in that time period is also when, you know, that inner child really takes full form, I guess. Mm -hmm. And essentially, they are always within us. They are easily tapped into and they provide us this like vat of knowledge and guidance that helps us to realign to our truest self and desires. Hmm, I love that. So what has your experience then been like with your inner child and and working with her and, and you know, finding your your path through all of this? Yes. Yeah, so I have a bit of a funny story. My well, I guess it's half funny. Um, but when <laughs> I was going through my mental health journey, um, you know, I've had anxiety and panic since I was a kid. Um, and I found myself, you know, a year into university, very depressed. Mm -hmm. And within that time period, I felt very unaligned. I felt like I had lost so many parts of myself and they were completely like undiscoverable. Like I didn't know where they went. I didn't know who I was. And I remember I was at, uh, the Boston aquarium, which if anyone ever gets the chance to go and visit, it's absolutely beautiful. Mm. And it's one of my favorite places because sea turtles are my favorite animal. <laughs> so I was at the aquarium and I was looking at the penguins and the sea turtles. And I just remembered this like inner voice. There was something that kind of happened. And I just remembered hearing someone say to me, like, why aren't we enjoying this? Mm. Like, why, why isn't this fun? I'm confused. And this visualization of, you know, me when I was four or five years old at the aquarium kind of appeared in front of me mm -hmm. and in a very interesting way. And I, you know, I didn't know anything about like spirituality or anything like that. And it just kind of showed up and she looked at me frustrated and confused, like very, just felt very unrecognizable to me. And it was in that moment where it kind of hit me. And I was like, Oh my goodness, I have really gone so far away from who I am and mm. what my truth is and, and what she wants. And so I remember that night I like went to my room and I just like imagined sitting my inner child down across from me in you know, my favorite outfit and looking at her and saying, you know, how can I serve you? How can I make you feel safe? Like what, what makes us laugh? I forgot what makes us smile because I was, I'd forgotten it all. I had been so far away from it. It seemed as if, you know, I could never find that again, mm -hmm. but through this very euphoric sort of experience, I guess she appeared and she has been my guide and my mentor since that. And mm -hmm. I always, always, always use her as my anchor because I do truly believe that, you know, our, our inner child is our greatest mentor. Mm -hmm. I love this story. I, I love this story because I don't know about you, but I have found very often um, when I have moments where I'm doing something that I loved as a child or I'm somewhere where I loved as a child, you do feel that connection to who you were maybe at like six or 10 or, or whatever the age might be. And so to recognize that and to recognize that that inner child lives within us and that we can always tap back into it. I love the exercise that you shared of sitting her down in front of you and, you know, imagining her in her, your favorite outfit as a kid. Is that a practice that you do often? Or is that a practice I think that you share with your clients about being able to tap into their inner child? Because I know so many people are listening to this and thinking, okay, how do I start to do this for myself? Absolutely. So, you know, I feel like when we talk about inner child or we talk about play, it's, it, it has like these polar opposites. Like some people will view their inner child as this like broken, depressed, sad 
child in the corner that's mm-hmm. like been traumatized and needs all of the healing and coddling. Or, you know, the other extreme to that is, oh, you know, if I tell you to go and play, to tap into it, that means I need you to go and go on the swings or go on the monkey bars or treat yourself to a sugary dessert. And it's it's neither of those in my experience. Yeah, It's like you said, it's remembering the most purest form of yourself, whether it's looking at some photos or watching some home videos, if you're, you know, blessed enough to have those and just trying to remember what it felt like to feel happy, to, you know, like run through the hills and, and feel lit up. And when I work with, you know, my clients, I do, I ask them, I say, put on your favorite outfit, whatever that was, or dress her up, dress Mm -hmm. him up, them up, um, in, in something that you would love to wear, you know, put on that, that princess outfit or like that teenage ninja mutant turtle outfit if you need to, (laughs) um, and then sit them down like you would any child and begin to introduce yourself to them again. You know, ask them what their favorite color is, ask them what their favorite treat is, um, ask them what they're watching on TV. Because I think the way that we live life right now is everyone in positive listening can attest to is we're so far away from that joy we're so far away from our inner groundedness, our inner knowing that we've come to try and adopt beliefs and habits that other people tell us mm-hmm, works mm-hmm. without ever consulting the truth of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And for some people, taking care of their inner child looks like, you know, um, slurping on a freezy, which I've been doing a lot this summer <laughs> and I love. Um and then, you know, for, for me, at least in, in my experience, you know, when I was um, depressed and I do fall back into those times of needing that support again, which is sometimes every day and sometimes not for weeks, you know, yeah. for, for me, you know, asking her a very important question was like, what made you feel safe? Mm. And it was, you know, finding my teddy bear or finding a heavy blanket and like wrapping myself up in that. And so knowing that like, there's so many ways in which we can tap back into that that it doesn't have to look like extreme healing or going to a therapist or, you know, swinging on the monkey bars. It can be something in the middle of grabbing an adult coloring book or just hanging out with a friend with like no agenda whatsoever or watching, you know, movies that you used to love as a kid, really trying to bridge that between Mm -hmm. who you are now and who, you know, your false self or your ego self is telling you you have to be and finding that bridge that allows you to reconnect back to that inner child, which in essence, in my belief, is your highest self, mm-hmm. is the part of you that is so aligned and so divine that it is all, it's like your North Star, like your inner child is your North Star. And I have made a promise to her and in turn myself that I will spend every single day serving her. Mm-hmm. And doing that has just been, I mean, pure magic. Yeah. This is such, the timing of this conversation I think is so interesting because I think one of the greatest sort of realizations a lot of us have had during this time, during COVID, during this pandemic and being in quarantine is, wait, are are we happy with where we are? You know, like, am I feeling <laughs> yeah. joy? Is this um, like a satisfying career or relationship or living situation? I mean, I know so many of us are asking ourselves these questions and I have been thinking about them in my own life, but I love that to answer these questions, what you have done in your own life is to ask what it is that you felt joy as a kid or what made you feel loved as a kid or uh, feel safe or grounded. Um, Mm -hmm. I I love this because you're, I think you're right. So much of who we are, you know, in like that purest, like who we were as a kid 
it, it, that's really who we are. And we stray from it through conditioning, through learning, through parenting, through mm-hmm. going to school. And it's sort of this like unraveling of peeling back the layers to figure out like, wait, what, what do I actually love? What actually brings me joy? And then it's such a gift. Like the moment you realize that you can start to, I think, incorporate it into your life and maybe it's slowly or maybe it's all at once. But I love this concept of your inner child as your guide and as your mentor, because it's part of you that's always with you. You, you just have to tap back into it. Taking a really brief break from this fantastic conversation with Serena to share with you guys this week's sponsor, Nomad Always at Home. Nomad Always at Home was started by founder Phoebe Leona during a time of overcoming great loss in her life, the sudden passing of her father and an unexpected ending of her 15-year marriage in a span of three months. Through Phoebe's own healing journey and her 20 years of experience of being a yoga teacher and movement facilitator, she shares healthy resources to empower you on your own path. Her latest six-week program, Who Are We Becoming? Our Healing Journey, gives you an opportunity to take a closer look at your life with a fresh perspective through the eyes of her very own somatic healing movement practice, Movement 109, and holds a safe space for you to share and celebrate your own story in the presence of an intimate group as a way of healing and celebrating your life. There are only a few spots still available for this six-week series, so make sure to join at nomadalwaysatom.com, and you can save $50 when you use the code SEEKTHEJOY2020 now through September 28th. I've included more information and the discount code in the show notes for today's episode, so make sure to check it out, and let's get back to this week's new episode with Serena Abalian. Absolutely. And I love that you mentioned that part of there's this, there's a season right now that's occurring and like, you know, our overall shift in having to reparent or having the opportunity to reparent that inner child, Mm -hmm. you know, because our parents did as best as they could, hopefully. And in saying that there are ways that, you know, despite how much we were loved or taken care of, it didn't always serve us in the best way possible. And now as, you know, adults or becoming adults, you know, Mm -hmm. we're all, we're all trying to fake it till we make it, but we get that opportunity and that privilege now to decide, you know, how we get to make them feel loved and taken care of and forgiven. Mm. There's so, so much power in, in talking to your past self and letting go and forgiving and releasing in a way that nothing external could ever provide that to you. It's almost like an ownership of your own Mm -hmm. experience, right? Like, yes, of course, I I don't know anyone who had like the picture perfect childhood or had the picture perfect relationship with their parents. But I think as an adult, it's on us to take ownership of those experiences and not so much what we experience, but how it made us feel and how we allow it to shape and mold our next steps. Um, For me, that's been like a journey, I think of like almost this level of like, personal responsibility. Um, Mm -hmm. so I love what you shared about this and how you can, you can reparent yourself. You can go back and give yourself forgiveness, show yourself more love. And then that carries on with you, you know, moving forward too. Absolutely. Absolutely. What has really surprised you the most about working with your inner child or, um, really adopting your inner child as your guide or your mentor, because it sounds like you've been doing this for a while. Um, so I'm curious, you know, what has surprised you the most, um, 
most about all of this? That's a great question. I think what surprised me the most about healing my inner child or just having her, like you said, as, as my mentor, um, honestly, it, it taught me the power of taking care of myself mm-hmm. and releasing any sort of shame and guilt and past narratives that were ingrained into my subconscious and knowing that that does, that is not my identity. It's not a part of me if I don't want it to be. And that I have complete control of, you know, my conscious self to reprogram that, to recognize it, to have self-awareness around it, to, to, to recognize it and to understand that they are not broken at all. They are just this, you know, soul in their earth suit trying to do their freaking best at life. Mm -hmm. And that's all that we could ever ask of, you know, other children. So that's all that we, you know, ever want to really ask of ourselves. So that that's been the most surprising and like bountiful thing from it for sure. Hmm. I love how throughout this conversation you've been sharing how you're not broken. You're it's not mm-hmm. like you're somebody that needs to be fixed. Um, because I think we define ourselves by our trauma. We define ourselves by um, our past experiences. And we often don't forgive ourselves. We often don't show ourselves that level of grace that we probably would show a child or we would show a best friend. And so to rewire or rework that narrative with yourself, mm-hmm. it's so healing. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, at that point, at that time in our lives, we didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we were just being mirrors for what we saw. Right. And now that we're an adult, like you said, which I love, we get to have that responsibility and ownership to choose, you know, I don't have to wear my mental illness as my name tag, which I did for so long. You know, I don't have to have that be the first thing that introduces me to other people. You know, I can still show up and be the bubbly, energetic, like, you know, person that I am and still have had, you know, the dark experiences, but I don't need to carry that with me. Like I always say, you know, um, with my clients, I'm like, put the weight down. Like Mm -hmm. no one's asking you to walk around with dumbbells in your backpack you know, like just to prove that you can. Oh, I love that because we often feel like we have to carry that with us because it defines Mm -hmm. us. And then it's this Mm -hmm. like, if I, if I let go of what has defined me, then who am I? And it's literally, I've been through this so many times. I'm thinking back to a time in therapy, like six, seven years ago. And I, I, we literally had a conversation like this where it was, if I don't define myself anymore by my past mistakes or how I viewed myself or my experiences with other people, then, then who am I actually? And it's sort mm-hmm. of like a crisis of consciousness, <laughs> like in the yeah. moment, but it's a beautiful opportunity to, you get to choose who you are. You get to choose how you define yourself. And it's really, it's really up to you to decide to let all that other stuff go. Absolutely. Like I said, you get to dress your inner child in whatever the heck mm-hmm. you want them to mm-hmm. wear. I love you know, it. Whether, whether you're a parent, let you do that in the first place or not. Like it's up to you now. Like you get to look back at that time, look back at your experiences and either choose to look at them from a place of, you know, oh, you know, this happened to me um, because of this, or this is going to always happen to me. You know, this tainted me or stained me. Instead, I mean, I look at my mental health and my, you know, my journey through my mental illnesses as like the thing I'm the most grateful for Mm -hmm. because without it, like I wouldn't be on this phone call with you and I wouldn't have the job that I have, you know, 
helping people to realign back with their truest selves and like just blast off into outer space because they're like, <laughs> oh my God, wait, this is the truth of, of life. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, <laughs> you know? So I just finding gratitude for that is, is, is key as well. I love that because that is key. And it's often not always easy to find the gratitude right away. It often comes like over time. And when you have a little bit of, a little bit of perspective, I have loved this conversation because we often don't think of our inner child as our mentor. And I love that this is something that you, you work with, you, you share, you teach because with any mentor mentee relationship, it's a process of learning. It's a process of growing. And often it's the mentee that learns from the mentor, but often within that too, the mentor is learning from the mentee. And so I think there's so much possibility for that, for that kind of give and take relationship when with within yourself. Um, because we all have this inner dialogue. We all have these conversations with ourselves. We're constantly learning and, and shifting and growing. Yep. I couldn't agree more. And my belief just goes into the fact that like, I believe in a world where we all follow that inner child as our mentor, because how much better would it be to sit in a boardroom meeting, knowing that everybody there, you know, that's making these big decisions on, you know, X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. are all honoring their truest self. The world would look so different. The world yeah. would look so different if we were all <laughs> tapped back into who we really are and what we actually think and believe and what brings us joy. It, can you imagine if we all made decisions from this yeah. space of joy and care yeah. and community and consciousness? It would be mm-hmm. so different. It would be awesome. Yeah, and I, 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 exactly. And I, and I genuinely do believe that it's possible. You know, one, one person at a time, one day at a time where we, like you said, we all have that childhood within us. Yeah. It's a matter of choosing to, to take it, to heal it and love it and then let it be your guide. Mm, Beautiful. I have loved having this conversation with you. I'm so glad that we came on the podcast together to talk about this work with our inner child, because right now, so many of us, I think have been on a journey of finding out what actually brings you joy, what actually makes you feel loved and grounded and safe. And I'm excited for for the community really to hear this conversation and maybe start some inner child work of their own. So where, where can everybody find you and connect and, and learn more? Absolutely. So I am on the good old Instagram at Serena Abalian. So S I R E N A. A-B-A-L-I-A-N. And I just, I'm raw and honest and transparent on there. We have a good time. Um, If anyone is ever interested in, you know, learning more, we say my DMs are fully open and I am just always excited to to share, you know, the magic and the love because everyone deserves it. Everyone deserves it. I love it. Thank you. I'm going to put everything in the show notes. It'll be so easy for everyone to find you. And this is great. I just, I love the idea of our inner child as our mentor and working with her or him or them and and getting to know who we really are. So thank you for doing this with me. Thank you for having me. 